Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, who this week is broadcasting from his secret underground bunker somewhere in Southern California. I guess and I've said, so I've said so far, my dream someday <laughs> is to have my own secret underground bunker. Maybe one day. Well, it's not so much a secret anymore now. Well, but the location you told is. everybody about it. The location is. Well, that's true. The location is secret. Now, I'll give everybody a clue. It's just a 10, it's a 10 foot commute for me. So that's kind of nice. Yes. Anyways, uh, you know, we just, you know, there's nothing to talk about in the news. So we wanted to invite one of our um, multiple time guests, Tom Del Beccaro, to talk about Nothing to talk about with us uh, here on the radio. And more specifically, what really led to the invitation was his comment on, on Facebook a day or two ago that the 2020 election is going to be like none other that we've ever at least ever seen in our lifetime, if not in the history of the country. And I think that's absolutely true. So we're going to talk about that and whatever else our conversation leads to in all matters uh, matters political. Welcome to the show, Tom, which, by the way, he's a fellow attorney. Uh, at least we, both of us practice a little law on the side when we're not doing our political stuff. He's a former candidate for Senate, former chairman of the California Republican Party, but we will not hold that against him. And he, he publishes on Facebook. He's a commentator on Fox News and on KRON TV in the Bay Area. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, great to be back on with you guys. And we also have to add that Tom is a little bit of a soothsayer because his book, The Divided Era, couldn't have been more spot on in terms of pointing into the direction that we are currently. I, I don't know, Tom, does this does this qualify as a divided area era or is there more division ahead? Um. Well, it roughly started in 94, curiously enough, uh, with the impeachment is when our divided era got underway in earnest, or although George Bush the first lit the fuse with his tax increase, and, the, and that set off a political rumble that got in earnest with impeachment, and here we are again. We are getting deeper in those 20 years, the red state, blue state divide has deepened in a lot of respects. You saw California had something like over 750,000 or 748,000 people leave last year with going to places like Texas and other places. Uh, 75% of Republicans or, I'm sorry, conservatives want to leave California in the near future because of just the politics of it all. So, And with this impeachment process, it's going to get deeper. And the bigger government gets, or as I'm fond of saying now, the more government decides, the more it divides. So I think the divided year is going to get significantly worse over the next five to eight years. I think the process is actually longer, and it relates to something far more fundamental, far deeper. And that is that we really fundamentally disagree about whether to fundamentally transform the United States of America. And this has been decades in the coming. And the relationship of God and man, is there a God between the governed and the government? 
whether to have a free enterprise system or socialism, it's all, I mean, this is growing and it's on a very fundamental level. And in many ways, it's more divisive than I believe than before the shooting civil war where, yes, slavery was a big issue and it led to the southern states trying to secede from the union, but almost everyone was a Christian. Almost everyone would have professed nominal support for the ideas of the Constitution and representative democracy. But that, 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 that no longer exists. Well, that, you know, the run-up to the Civil War, the run-up to the Revolution, the fight over the Constitution, that's what I cover in my book as the big moment of division. Uh, I don't think we're headed towards the Civil War, but the reality is, that the the Democrats now are the party of government in earnest. They are like the Labor Party in England during the 70s, where that party was, that's where they got jobs, that's where they took over industries, that's where pensions came from, that's where social justice was meted out. That's where the Democrat Party is today. It is not, if you've watched the debates, and I know you guys have, there's no discussion about small business or anything of that nature. The private sector is all but not mentioned in their debates. Everything's about government action. And that's, they're getting worse about that, right? I mean, you look at Elizabeth Warren, she would easily double or triple the federal budget with her programs overnight. And where would that lead us? So the reality is that... They're moving farther left in total. The real question is, where are Republicans? What's their proposal to do otherwise? I I know both of you guys are not at all pleased with the level of spending, and it continues to go up and up. Spending on the part of the government or spending spending on the part of government, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a trillion-dollar deficit this year this year, and it's 100% due to spending, because if the tax cuts had not been put in place, we would be in recession right now, and revenues would be significantly lower than they are today. As it is, revenues are higher than even before Trump got in. So if the deficit is rising while revenues are rising, that's a pretty easy formula to figure out where, where the problem is. But the politicians do not want to do something about that. They they don't want to go into an election year ever and say, we're taking something away. Right. But how much do the voters want to do something about it either? Yeah, they, they generally don't, right? And as evidenced by the entire entirety of the Democrat platform, I mean, what they're putting out is staggering increases in expenses, which is very interesting because... In our history, in most of history, huge expansions in government usually follow economic trouble, not economic performance. The economy is doing good by the last 10 to 20 year standards. So the, the fact that the Democrats are coming in here with these big plans in the face of good economic performance in the past would have seemed out of step, but for them... This is where they are. I wrote in the beginning of the year at Fox Business 
that this would be the year of uh, uh, competition between Democrats to tax them. And maybe I didn't even conceive that they would get this high. It's 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 dramatic what they're what they're showing, what they're new, the the face of the Democrat Party, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, um, and then, of course, Joe Biden. But they are out lefting each other at every turn. And the results, you mentioned it here in California. The exodus from California is real. The further you drill down from federal down to state, down to community, um, you have example after example of how f- how much failure there is associated with the right. policy prescriptions of the left. Up in San Francisco, sort of your neck of the woods there in Northern California, you had a county supervisor in an election victory party where you had the police department diametrically opposed to a candidate for district attorney, you had a county supervisor leading the crowd at this victory party in F, which stands for, not Frank, but the other word, F, the San Francisco Police Officers Association, leading that entire group in a chant. You can look at little pockets of news like that and see exactly where the politicians of the left are diametrically opposed to the things that build a successful community, a successful uh, country, the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of civility, the breakdown of everything, and this California exodus, which is the direct result of liberal policies, even the fires. The fires, when you dissect that, are a direct result. Right? A hundred percent, Don. But, Don, I... Uh, Eric Garcetti disagrees with you because he says LA is the model for dealing with homelessness, where there's two to three deaths a year. And look, and don't forget, AOC this past week did essentially the same when she sided with the protesters against the police as well. Yeah, they they move far to the left. If they were moderate at all, um, who knows where they'd be in the polls. And, and by the way, I my prediction is by the end of March that a strong majority of delegates will be in the hands of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren. They will have a block significantly larger than Joe Biden. I actually think Joe Biden will drop out by the before the end of February. He's fourth in Iowa. He's third in uh, New Hampshire, and he's and he's not even going to those places. I mean, your listeners should look at the news and see if they can find whether Joe Biden having any campaign events. And he's not because he's not in physical condition to do it. And so he's not going to catch back up. And and national polls are meaningless unless they translate into state gains or money. Right. You can be behind in, say, Iowa, but ahead in South Carolina, like by bits. The national poll only helps you if you can raise money off that. And he, of course, is doing terrible at that. He finished uh, a distant fourth or fifth in that race. So I think he dropped out by the end of March. I'm sorry, by the end, before the end of February. I don't think Kamala Harris even makes it to the gate. Uh, she'd be a fool to go to Iowa and get crushed. Actually, 
you know, put in for it. She should pull out before, but she's not going to make it to California for sure in March. And that means that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are going to have a, a huge block of delegates, and the Democrat establishment and big donors are going to be scared to death of what result that will produce. Now, to be fair to Joe Biden, um, he explained that uh, Captain Kirk had asked him to go to Vulcan and give the medal to Luke Skywalker. So he, he, was, he, was, he was tied up recently. But, uh, but seriously... Yeah, um, and that's a reference yeah, to that story trouble. he told about having had no bearing, no bearing in fact whatsoever about giving a medal to somebody in, in, in Afghanistan. Let's pause here and have a word from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman, uh, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tom Del Beccaro after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590. The answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office in the entire country, that of private citizen. Greg Britton, Don Dix, joined by Tom Del Beccaro as he was introduced in the beginning of our first segment, former chair of the Republican Party, Fox News contributor, writer of... Uh, I think one of the textbooks, if I was going to sit people down who had no idea what was going on in the political landscape today uh, and give them a briefing on what is currently unfolding, one of the books they would have in their pile is the book by Tom Del Beccaro called The Divided Era. Uh, he called it early on. Uh, I, I think it's more than lived up to his expectations. In fact, in the first segment, he said we're probably going to go way beyond some of his prognostications. We were talking earlier about the state of the Democrat candidates at the presidential level. In this segment, we want to drill down a little bit more, uh, both into what happened uh, earlier this week. Is it a uh, forecasting model for what's going to unfold in the March, in the primaries, which begin in California in March, and then drill down even further into the state? Um, Capping on our conversation about the candidates, you can really see how far left they've gone. When a moderate Republican, a moderate Democrat like Tulsi Gabbard, who I probably don't agree with most of what she says, but at least she gets the idea that impeachment will further divide the country. Not a good idea. She gets the idea that a nation can't be secure unless its borders are secure. She was willing to go where no Democrat is willing to go. She's willing to go on Fox. She's willing to go to Breitbart. She's willing to go to places because she realizes something Democrats don't, and that is 
they need to appeal to all Americans. So at least she's willing to take her campaign into places most Democrats aren't willing to go. And when Tulsi Gabbard is shunned by the media and the Democrat leadership, it just goes to show you how far left they really tacked. If their policies don't tell you, at least look at the way they're treating Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's probably worse than Shun. You probably agree to me that they're attacking her now wholesale, uh, accusing her of being a, a Russian uh, bot, essentially, and, and things of that nature. Look, they're out there. They're not coming back. But even so, you know, the Tuesday election results for me show that the are a mixed bag. And I expect that because. You had Republican gains in New, in New Jersey, but Virginia has gone to a blue state now. It can't even colorably be called purple anymore. And I, I think there's a lot of mixed results all over the country. In Arizona, there was a huge vote against sanctuary cities. So part of it reflects the red state, blue state divide, but in the divided eras, what you have is elections going back and forth side to side. And so you don't have wave elections in a divided year. You have the House flipping back and forth every so often. And what it tells me for next year is, and I've said this all along, I don't think for a minute, unless Durham buries the Democrat Party in indictment uh, and high proof, and it's possible he he could do that. But I expect next year's elections to be close, bitterly fought, billions spent, and to answer the question for people who do great work like the two of you with respect to getting out the vote, if the the Republicans have to get out the vote in droves if they want to hold on to the presidency. On the Senate, because the the U.S. Senate, there's the the vast majority of senators up for election in 2020 are Republicans, 22, 23, or 24, somewhere in that range. So it's, it's not just, yeah, it's not, not just, and because it, cause if, if Donald Trump wins and, and doesn't have a majority in the Senate, he will not confirm another judge. Yeah, I So I, look, one of the red state, blue state divide characteristics is there's 16 or 17 reliable blue states and about 28 or maybe 29 reliable red states. That gives the Republicans a natural lead to keep the Senate for a long time, but that doesn't mean any one race, as we saw in Mississippi uh, two years ago, uh, wouldn't be trouble. And and Jeff Sessions is getting back in the race. I expect him to get that seat back. But this is going to be a hard-fought election, uh, and you can all the shenanigans that you guys worry about, whether it's voter fraud, or, or uh, dirty tricks, accusations. It, it, next year is going to be unbelievable, and that won't really settle anything. I, I, I just want to throw this notion out there. If Trump wins, and 56% of the country believes he will, including 35% of Democrats who think he will, if he wins in 2024, you will have 60 people running for the presidency in what will be a political melee. 30 mm. on each side. Wow. You probably didn't think that, think that far out, but the, the, the barrier to entry to run for president is incredibly low. Hello? 
Beto O'Rourke. And even though he's dropped out, <laughs> he did, you know, he, he made a lot of noise. So it's, it, we're not settling anything with this election. I, I will say this, though. This upcoming election is staggeringly important for the court. Because if Trump replaces Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you will have what the left will call a conservative court and what I call a stand-in-place court. And what I mean by that is they will go back to the original, one of the original jobs they had, which is not to make the law, but to interpret the law. And they won't be judicial activists. And the law, as it exists today, will be largely the same if Trump replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg, will largely be the same in 10 years as it is today. Imagine if Hillary had gotten in there, that they'd have a 6-3 majority on the Supreme Court and, and social justice would, be, would reign. So that's a big difference. And, and, but here in California, Don, you, you made the point, what, what's going to happen because the voter registration numbers are horrific? Look, <laughs> Prop 13 is, is on the ballot, and the Republican Party of California needs to jump on that like, like no tomorrow. Grassroots advocates related to that, every drill, get out the vote drill you can imagine, because that's a crossover issue. And if they do that right, they can get some credibility back in this state and maybe even some voter registration. But Tom, the secretary, the, the attorney general says is that this proposition you're referring to just adju- oh provides God. more funding to schools by adjusting re- uh, how commercial business property is reassessed. Isn't that good? Yeah. I got to tell you, what, what is it with California attorneys general that they become so incredibly dishonest? over time. And, and you know who the, the other one I'm referring to. Yeah, that, that's a hatchet job on right. And, but Republicans should be championing that. They should be uh, doing voter registration over how the government is lying so that they can take away your uh, taxes or your property tax protection and how it's going to cost jobs. This is, this is a handmade issue for Republicans. And if they don't seize on it, I mean, well, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, l- let's set some uh, context for the conversation uh, in February of 2019, per the secretary of state, 23 percent of the people in California were registered Republicans in 43 percent were registered Democrats in October. That number had shifted by over, all, by almost 250 thousand in favor of the democrats there are 84,000 more individuals registered as republicans in october there are 344,000 more democrats yeah. registered according to the secretary of state in october we do have the i think the story we do have the what should appeal to the broad number, even for minority parties, even for the Hispanic community, when you look at the way the California Department of Education has incorporated... Gentlemen, we are almost out of time in this segment. Let's carry on this interesting, we think it's interesting, conversation after the following break for news and weather and traffic. Back after this.
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar. All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision. The kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. There was a famous strategist, I think the guy was named Clausewitz or something like that, who said that war is politics by other means. And I think we're going to, we're going to, we are seeing that and we are going to see that uh, politics is going to trend towards war, hopefully not shooting war. In this in this coming election season, and uh, I know Tom has written about this. By the way, Tom Delbacar was joining us. Uh, one more segment here in this week's show. Uh, former candidate for Senate, former chairman of the uh, California Republican Party. He's a Fox News contributor, has a show on KRON-TV in the San Francisco Bay Area, and is a keen observer of all matters politic in California. We were talking before the last break about how the Democrats are governing California and the opportunities that may present to the California Republican Party. They do. You mentioned, you mentioned prop 13. I think we need to clarify that by calling it what people are going to hear, which is split role. The Democrats love to change the language. And then I was just making the point about all the tailor-made issues that the Republican party has been handed on a silver platter by the Democrats, including the, Comprehensive sexual education uh, ch- uh, insertion into the uh, curriculum of the California schools, which is diametrically opposed to where minority communities are about their families and the kinds of things they want their children exposed to. So whether it's in the schoolroom or in their on their tax returns, the Republican Party needs to make these things issues. I guess the question, Tom, is will they because the the registration trends aren't going in our favor, and that should be what the Republican Party is all about. Yeah, 100%. Look, whether it's charter schools, whether it's the water issue, whether it's taxes, homelessness, they could not give you more issues, meaning for Republicans. There could not be more issues on which they could capitalize, but it's not happening. If they did take up that mantle and put it in the hands of voters... They would have success. 
but they're not doing that at this point, and they have to get about that. Well, they do. And to clarify, the whole purpose of Prop 13 is to keep Californians from going broke, trying to stay in the homes that they have owned for 10, 20, 30 years. What people don't realize is Prop 13 also applies to businesses, business property, um, apartment units. There's a whole brand new uh, set of cost increases that are going to hit Californians if they successfully push this idea of split roll. Split roll is going to show up on the ballot on 2020. That is what they're hoping is going to be a turnout uh, a turnout issue for their base. And they're couching it like as if uh, the California education system needs another 7 to $13 billion in order to properly educate students. I say show us you can educate kids with what you've got and not to, not come back to my wallet to say we need more money that has been the mantra of uh of the of the school systems ever since this these should be issues that drive the vote drive republicans to turn out and drive independents and right leaning democrats over to the republican party correct 100% it's a crossover issue prop 13 ha- has has um always been an issue that independents have supported. And the failure of Republicans to to already be talking about this in a big way. And and look, it, it, in the modern world you don't need you don't need to do uh uh you don't have to have the old methodology of mailers. You can use the internet to do this sort of thing. And they have not been about that. And it's and they're dangerously losing time on this particular issue, which, by the way, if this passed, would drive California and then maybe the nation into recession. And it's not the only tax increase they're coming up with. They've, they're the same crowd of people has filed another initiative with the state, which will soon be out for signature, that will increase corporate income tax and individual income tax rates in California. So both of those are going to be on the November 20, 2020 ballot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it will never be enough for them. And, and honestly, California is about $2 trillion in debt when it comes to both the issue of pensions and uh, as well as uh, infrastructure deficit. So there's no amount of money, but they waste dramatically. And so giving them more money is insanity. And I, want, I want to talk here about something that's related to all of this, and that is education. We talked about the triple, mentioned the triple X sex education, which is a crossover issue because there are not many parents, other than maybe committed leftists, the kind that would want to transition their child from boy to girl or girl to boy when they're six years old. But other than that crowd of people, they want their children to be taught how to use vegetables as sex toys or how to use a dental dam to perform oral on anal sex, and that's the kind of material that is in the triple X sex education approved by the state of California. But more broadly, when you look at the government-run schools, and Tom, you just had a post about this, that only 12% of the nation's high school seniors are proficient in history. And to the extent that they know anything about history, it is most likely anti-American history. An an entire generation is being indoctrinated against the country 
Ronald Reagan yeah, said. Yeah, in effect. Ronald Reagan said that if we don't remember what we did, we won't know who we are. So it's not just or just erasing all the great things, all the great stories like 30 seconds over Tokyo, the crossing of the Delaware, the Colonel Joshua Chamberlain's heroic stand at the, on the key defensive point at the Battle of Gettysburg that saved the battle and probably saved the Union. All those things, they're not teaching those, but what they are teaching something is going to teach the negative stuff. So that to, see, that to the extent that the children know who, what America is, it's a negative view, which leads to what, one of the things that we are so strongly behind here is school choice. And it also is a great issue that every Republican should be running on because major, large majorities of black and Latino parents in California favor school choice. Ron DeSantos in Florida in 2018 won that very close election because of unprecedented support of black females who were school choice moms. Yeah. Look, you you mentioned a lot of things. Government schools advocate government. That's why all these kids believe in socialism. They don't even know what it is, but, but government schools make it seem okay. And the results, though, of government schools are the reason why so many black Americans support wholesale charter schools, which, by the way, Elizabeth Warren has declared war on. This is an issue that Republicans in this state could maximize as well. uh, Ten years ago, the minority dropout rate in L.A. Unified High School was 62%. That's the dropout rate. So this is unquestionably an opening for Republicans. But you have to actually get in the game. The Chad Mays, Arnold Schwarzenegger Republicans just want them to be sycophants to the left and say, oh, you know, we're nice Republicans, vote for us. When you have a kid dropping out of high school, it's not about being nice. It's about being effective and giving them a choice. School choice works. So does political choice. And Tom Del Beccaro, we can't thank you enough for being with us. Your website, politicalvanguard.com, is where some of your writings are are, are, are archived. Uh, a great idea for a Christmas gift coming up. Christmas is right around the corner. Is Tom Del Beccaro's book, The Divided Era. You can follow him on Twitter, at Tom Del Beccaro. And you can follow him on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Tom dot Del Beccaro. Tom, thanks very much for extending your stay with us here on the show. We know you're up against a hard break here. You've got another big interview coming up. And congratulations on all your success with Fox, with Forbes, and throughout the state of California. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Tom. Uh, thanks so much. You guys are the best. Take care. God bless. Time for a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. You know, the, the, the problem with having a conversation like we just had with someone like Tom Del Beccaro is that there is so much to talk about, you barely even scrape the surface. And sometimes we end up just sort of skimming, uh, you know, some of these key issues. But I think at the core of the conversation is the fact that Tom, and I think he rightly says, that this coming election cycle is already extremely important. We're seeing evidence of what the uh, Democrats are doing here in the Inland Empire. We'll talk about one set of key races, that of the Riverside City Council race. We'll uh, talk about that in a moment. But the issues that are going to be uh, important to Californians on the ballot next year play so directly into the hands of Republicans, Greg. It's just silly that we would continue. To, I mean, how how far in the end of the hole does California need to go before the party, before people of good conscience wake up and start getting engaged in the game? One of the things I have always looked as my... My primary focus in political activism from the day I got involved was to get more people involved. What, No matter what the issue, we are always seem to be coming up short in terms of people that are willing to get off the bench, get onto the playing field, strap on the jersey, and get a little dirty. And you don't have to get a lot dirty. There's so much that people can do without you know, an extraordinary commitment uh, from their homes, uh, from their phones, from their computers. There's a lot of, of activism people can engage in just from the comfort of their own home, let alone if they want to get more involved going out and, and, and doing a variety of things that are kind of beyond the scope of what we're trying to talk about. But the reasons for doing it continue to mount, Greg. And that was, I think, one of the important takeaways from the conversation with Tom is whether it's split role, whether it's the agenda that the left is driving into, into, into the schools, whether it's taxes, whether it's public safety in the form of the fires that are raging throughout the state that are directly due to the environmental policies that have been foisted on both the federal and state government in terms of wildlands management. Um, I mean, we could go on, right? The pension. We didn't even talk about the pension issue that is the it, the dirty little secret that seems to get glossed over so much. The combination of all of this is a toxic, and the homeless is a is a toxic soup waiting to suck, you know, this fifth largest economy in the world into a into the into financial ruin. Getting people involved is what I think the most important thing we can do. And those that listen to the United IE radio show, the most important thing you can do is reach out to the people you know and impress upon them the importance that now is the time that America needs their public service in the form of helping to get the right people elected. That's the most important thing that we can do. Building a bench, getting people more involved so that they know what to do. There's so many so many uh, opportunities to serve commissions. Uh, I heard, uh, God rest his soul, Mike Spence did a great job of educating people about the opportunities to serve. There are over a thousand, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, a thousand positions, commissions and boards within the San Bernardino County, which is he was the chief of staff for Larry. Uh, 
almost said Larry Hagman, uh, Kurt Hagman. Isn't that right? Yes, Kurt. I almost said Larry. Um, but he was the chief of staff, and he he pleaded with people, get involved in these positions, because the more we have the right people in those lower-level boards and commissions, that becomes kind of the farm league for people to advance into running for city councils and county governments and school boards. Getting people involved, I think, is <clears throat> excuse me, is our most important calling right now, Greg. Oh, it is, and we, that's why we keep quoting Justice Brandeis about the <clears throat> most important political office being that of the private citizen, and filling that up office, voting is just the start. It's, there's, there is so much more involved if we're going to maintain a free country. And I think a lot of us, most of the people that on our loosely associated with our side, understand it's slipping away. Ronald Reagan said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We talked with Tom about the mass anti-American indoctrination that is going on in the government-run schools such that now uh, 70% of millennials think they they would would vote for a socialist. 15% think the world would be better off if the Soviet Union still exist. 22% believe society would be better if all private property was abolished, and so on, and so on, and so on. And this is, this is what, so it, it is existential. We are at least halfway through that generation leading to the extinction of freedom in America. If the Democrats, and the more, it's the more immediate, if the Democrats get all three branches of the federal government, not three branches, but they get the White House and the two houses of Congress, January, the first day that, that the, after the president signed, the new president, Lauren, whoever it is, is sworn in, they will pass and, he, and the new president will sign a mass amnesty that will cover 20 to 40 million illegal aliens and new Democrat voters, and it is over for the country at that point. We will never dig our way out because they will also open the borders to make sure that even if those might eventually assimilate to the American principles and ideals, there'll be a steady flow of new poor immigrants that have no conception of what America is about pouring in to make sure that the Democrats will have an, an, a permanent majority. And we see the Democrat Party is going further and further and further and further to the left. So how long will it be before the, the, the Democrat presidential candidate, maybe not in 20, maybe 24, 28, also is advocating the abolition of all private property? So, so we all, so we, yeah, we, do we, we need to get involved? Damn right. And I think that our primary focus needs to be outside of California. It needs to be to getting Donald Trump reelected and maintaining a Republican majority in the Senate because if we lose that, then Donald Trump will never get another judge confirmed even if he gets, re- gets, gets reelected. It's critical. The window of, of opportunity that is forestalling the continued advance of the left's agenda has been Donald Trump. And I love the meme that goes around saying they're not coming after the only reason they're coming after me is to get through me to you. Yep. They have been going after America for decades. What we are witnessing is the culmination of plans that have been laid as far as a hundred years ago are being harvested today in terms of 
essentially undermining the only beacon of liberty in the world really left, and that's America. Yeah, if America, Every, if America goes, goes down, freedom in the world goes down. Absolutely. Well, that's right. And too many people, here's the part of the problem, and you brought up the schools, and uh, you're, I love the way that you say, no, these aren't public schools, these are government-run schools. Because we gotta, we got to make sure we tweak our language just like the left tweaks their language. These are government-run schools. And down into these government-run schools flows the leftist agenda primarily driven by the unions. This is exactly what happened in Kentucky. The reason that Kentucky saw the loss at the top of the ticket, the governor's race, was because the education unions, Matt Bevan had made a point of going after the unions in Kentucky. And they responded resoundingly with bucket loads of money. And it just goes to show you how how important money is in uh, in in uh, you know, politics today. Because when you look at the results of the Kentucky elections, Matt Bevin lost by forty you know four thousand votes out of one point five million votes, one and a half million votes, less, less than half a percent. Yeah, he lost by that. But when you look at the rest of the up and down the ticket, you have a total of. Um, 276,000 votes, 276,000 votes that went to uh, vote for Republicans for Secretary of State, Treasurer, Attorney General, Auditor, and Commissioner of Agriculture. The, 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 The administration of Kentucky was, they voted Republican resoundingly, even in fact, Attorney General, uh, of the state of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, um, He's the first black Republican attorney general in Kentucky's history. So this blue wave that you hear about in Kentucky, you know, Donald Trump being resoundingly resoundedly turned down because he went and campaigned there the night before the election. Matt Bevin was down by 17 points and Donald Trump turned that around to almost a break even almost got the guy elected. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's by no means clear that they, that it is a, a uh, Democrat wipeout, but uh, but they, they, that isn't important. You lose a governorship in what a state that Donald Trump probably carried by ten, fifteen, twenty points in in twenty sixteen. Yep. But candidates also matter. I've read that uh, that Bevin had the lowest approval rating of any governor in the country. So the people, the personalities also matter. It's not just a matter of party. It's not just a matter of ideology. The actual individuals do do play a role in the outcome of elections. We only have we have got a couple of minutes here. And I want I, something that caught my eye this week. And it was a poll. It was a California poll. And one of the questions they were asked is, how much confidence do you have in the system in which votes are cast and counted in California? A great deal. Quite a lot, some, or very little. Overall, only 36% have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in California elections. Republicans, it's only 27%. Uh, Among independents, it's 35%. And even Democrats, it is 52%. So when you have that low level of confidence, 
That does, longer run, that doesn't, I mean, so if ultimately the, the republic goes away, if, you're right, if, if the democracy goes away, your ability to vote goes away, do you really care if you don't think it's a fair, if you don't think the whole process matters, you don't think it's a fair, you don't have any confidence in the system? Well, that is something they, that has clearly been driven by the left. You know, they've turned down the opportunity to have voter ID. Um, I mean, there's so many things that, that go into having confidence up and down. I mean, from voting to are you confident in the FBI that if the FBI knocks on your door today that uh, you'll get a you'll get a good uh, hearing of your uh, of whatever it is they're knocking on your door about, even if they're there to gather information? Zero. Uh, Exactly. It's a so, it's a corrupt. I mean, and we don't have a time to delve into this. But the level of stench of and corruption of our system is beyond anything that I could have imagined growing up in this country. And we see so many of the FBI, the deep state, trying to undermine and collaborating with foreign countries and the Hillary Clinton campaign. We just seen this this past week. ABC News, supposedly these upstanding journalists, quashed a story they had about Jeffrey Epstein back in 2016 because it implicated Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton was running for president. Indeed, and that's exactly why they quashed it. And now they're going after the whistleblower. And I thought whistleblowers were to be revered and protected, but apparently not if you uh, blow the whistle on the wrong people. It is time for people to uh, get out. And, I mean, at, at this, do whatever you can to reach out to the people that are in your family, uh, that are in your neighborhoods. Get them involved. If you're part of the groups throughout the Inland Empire that are doing the heavy lifting, the grassroots groups, we need reinforcements, guys. Uh, so get out and uh, show up at these meetings. Greg? As Ronald Reagan said, if not us, who? If not now, when? That's all the time we have for this week. Turn in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona NMLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.